Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and as usual, folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are tired of the big bank experience, you know what I mean by that. If if uh, you know what pictures came to your mind or frustrations came to your mind when I said that, um, if you're looking for bankers that will answer their own phone at a bank, though, that's big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, because that's kind of bit important too, right? Renaissance Bank, I think, has that magic formula. And I know that from my own experience with them and that of uh, both me and my clients. And uh, here's the bonus. Uh, You're not going to have to worry about picking up the paper on Monday morning and reading about Renaissance Bank. So, (laughs) and if you've been following the financial news, you know what I mean. They've got a rock solid balance sheet. So, uh, go to renaissancebank.com, find one of their local offices and give them a call. I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Mark Campbell. Mark is a registered agent with Lynx ERC Specialist. Mark, welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. So uh, you've got a voice for podcasting and radio. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get that? God-given. Okay. Well, <laughs> I need to go to class with you, buddy. Uh, you you sounded great over there, but let's let's uh, move on and talk about what you're doing at Lynx ERC Specialist. How are you serving folks out there? Well, the way we serve folks is all of my clients are businesses, mm-hmm. nonprofits, or churches okay. that have 500 W-2 employees or less. And what I do is work with them to get them through the qualification and submission process for the employee retention credit. We can talk about that in a minute, but yep. that's that's my role. And I like to think of it as helping them get found money. Mm. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about what ERC is. Let's just get right to it. Sure, absolutely. So the CARES Act was enacted in March of 2020. And this is the same legislation that brought us the PPP loans Mm. and the idle loans. And it also brought us the employee retention credit, which is not a loan. It's actually a tax credit read into that refund. Right. Um, Initially, it was very difficult to qualify. For example, if you'd taken a PPP loan, you couldn't qualify for ERC. Right. That has all changed. And a lot of things have changed. And it's become significantly easier to qualify, but the process is no less complex. If that it. makes sense, right? No, that makes perfect sense. So, and, and what you're talking about is a tax credit. So it's a credit against taxes that you have already paid. Correct. There, it, it is all based on payroll tax. Okay. So uh, credit on uh, payroll taxes. Correct. Then, both state and federal? Federal only. And federal it, only. Yeah. Okay. And it, it is... It is not a dollar for dollar kind of situation the way the calculations work, but in in essence, it is a refund based on the payroll taxes that you've already paid. Got it. So you say this is found money. What what what, um, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that after submitting and qualifying, 
the business is actually going to receive a refund, just like a customer or anyone, any taxpayer receives a check from the treasury for their IRS annual refund. Business owners, nonprofits and churches are going to actually receive checks from the treasury based on the calculations that are done to get to their refund amount. Um, there were six quarters that allowed, that were qualifying quarters in 2021. Mm-hmm. Let's assume that somebody qualifies for all six quarters. They're going to get six checks. Mm. And it's U.S. Treasury. I mean, that's that's right. how it works. Right. Now, what – so, okay, I get that. But what what is the um, rationale, I guess, is maybe the, the term for this credit – Okay. At, at this point, right? Right. And why did they change the rules th- to allow? Because it sounds like that may be one of the reasons why it's found money. People like dismissed it at the time in 2020, mm-hmm. didn't think they qualified, mm-hmm. and never co- gone back and figured it out. Right. That's that's very true. Yeah. And and to that point, okay. A lot of people will have been told by a financial advisor or their CPA or their bookkeeper, or whatever, uh, you don't qualify. And I can. I can mount an argument that said, well, whatever. But the real question to ask is, well, what if you do? Right? That so the point is that with the changes in the in the legislation, which there were some additional acts that affected it, you don't have to show, for example, a loss of revenue during the period the the six quarters that were originally in the in the legislation. Uh and and originally you had to show an a uh, 50% reduction in 2020 over 2019. Mm. And then when we got to 21, they they found out, well, we need to ease that up. So they went to 20%. Still, today, those qualifications are just one of a, about eight or 10. And you only really have to hit one or two of them to qualify for a refund. So, uh, you know, it wasn't just revenue reduction and the, the re, as I mentioned earlier, the requirement to, or the, the inability to qualify if you took a PPP loan, that's gone too. Okay. Uh, this, uh, supply chain disruptions, uh, the inability to hold meetings, uh, lack of access to equipment, all kinds of, of qualifications have been added that make it so much easier if you will. And I, I hope I'm answering your question. No, you are a- answering my question and I want to follow up on it. So what you're describing is, uh, let's say a business that w- immediately went to work from home. They mm-hmm. didn't have access to the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't, uh, you know, uh, have in-person meetings, but they conducted their business. Maybe they'd had no diminution in revenue. How do, how do they, um, prove that lack of access to uh, to equipment and some of those th- those are subjective things right they it, are yeah it's it's not like a, a a very black and white thing like revenue reduction right. right it's it's less black and white yeah um because the way the the way the tax code reads or the way the re- legislation reads um it had to be a, at least a nominal effect mm-hmm. which was 10% at least 10%, whatever the process was that was affected, it, there had to be at least a nominal impact uh, to that process. So, for example, if your business operated out of an office and all of your employees were in the office every day and you had to switch to doing home-based business, 
there's a period of time there where you have a business disruption. Mm -hmm. Okay. Depending on how long that took to get back up to speed, those quarters are qualifying quarters for you. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. But, um, you still have to have some documentation around. You do. How, uh, that shows that disruption in some form or fashion. You right? do, and you can you can show, and that's what you help with. I, I do. I do help with that. Now, right. the good news is that that documentation is is in place. The requirement to have that documentation is is in the event that the IRS were to come back to you. It's not necessary that that documentation be submitted with the application. I got it. Okay. The the, the documentation that gets submitted is actually just. Payroll, 941s, quarterly 941s, and payroll summaries. Mm. Because what they're trying to determine is, first of all, on those two years, on average, how many full-time W-2s did you have? Mm -hmm. And then total W-2s, full-time and and part-time, what did you you pay out on a a quarterly basis? So they want to know who was the person receiving the money, when did the check come, and how much did they get paid? And it's... Most businesses, almost every business I can think of has ready access to that type of information, whether they do their own payroll, they use one of the payroll services, whatever. Usually you can get that within just a couple of days. Right. So that's what's, that's the documentation that gets submitted with the application. And then the other documentation you can show, for example, that you had a state government, um, notice, for example, Kemp signed, 30 pieces of COVID related legislation in 2020 and he signed another 25 in 2021. Mm. So within those 55 pieces, there is likely to be something that affected your business. Right. In terms of maybe uh, quarantine or correct or uh, limited access or limited access, social distancing, uh, sanitation. Right. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, folks, we're chatting with Mark Campbell. Mark is a registered agent with Lynx ERC specialist. So, Mark, you mentioned uh, that, hey, my my CPA, my bookkeeper uh, thinks I don't qualify. Are you, are you implying that, like, they're really not the ones to, that are on the front line of knowing this information? Or, I mean, what, what – tell me more about that. It is happy to because yeah. it, it really does vary uh some cpa firms um that are higher volume firms actually will have specialists on the payroll that do specifically erc work mm. um others uh which are significantly smaller it it comes down to do i have time to do this and oh by the way am i up to speed on what the changes were because right. Those changes, I mean, it, it does take some time to crawl through it and understand it. Um, and, and some folks just, once they read the first, you know, version of ERC, mm-hmm. they stopped. And that's no, that's not throwing shade on them. That's just how it, how it worked. So my, and that's why I asked the question, well, what if you do qualify? In other words, I'm not trying to tell you your CPA is wrong, but let's, let's spend an hour and make sure. Right, right. Yeah, and and I mean, uh, to be fair to, to the CPA community, the bookkeeper community, there's a whole lot of stuff flying around out there. Yes, um, even more so the last couple of years in terms of things to keep up with. So I, I get that. Um, so 
you come in and take a look specifically at uh, someone's circumstances of how they do business and then all their payroll records for these quarters and and you decide which quarters they qualify. I do. I can tell by the time we've spent just about an hour together, I can give them a, a pretty reliable estimate of which quarters they have qualified for mm-hmm. and an, a pretty reliable estimate of what their refund is going to be. Now, again, that counts as an estimate because we go through a two-stage review before anything gets sent to the IRS. Um, and the second stage is where it really gets scrutinized by a room full of CPAs that do nothing but ERC. Mm-hmm. They're not really interested in submitting anything to the IRS that's going to get rejected or not going to fly. Right. It's just not, it does, just doesn't make sense. But during that cycle, we find out and the client finds out exactly what their refund is going to be uh, based on their qualification. Right. And uh, it's, it's really straightforward. I like the notion of giving somebody an estimate, but it's always a little bit scary for me because if for some reason something was miscalculated or whatever in the initial process, it's going to get caught. And right. it, it's conceivable that they could come back with a slightly lower refund, but in my experience, they get a slightly higher refund. So, But in, in, in any case, don't, folks don't spend the money till, till, you, <laughs> till you know for sure <laughs> what's going on. Right. That's, yeah, that's true. I right. think, and the good news, I mean, the thing is, and, and because partially because we do a thorough, we do a thorough job in scrubbing these things. Yeah. But then we also have the time frame that the IRS requires or needs to get through the process. So people can be waiting up to 30 weeks I mean, that's the reality of it. That's two thirds of a year almost. Yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, the, the largest portion of that is after the, after the claim has been submitted to the IRS. Mm. Um, typically, our process from the day we have the first meeting till we know for sure what their exact refund is going to be is about four weeks. Got it. Now, you, there are a lot of folks out there that are advertising this for these services, right? There are. And, um, a lot of, um, I guess you might call them pop-ups. I mean, mm-hmm. um, just like the Halloween costume stores or something, exactly. right? Yeah. Yeah. They're taking advantage of this opportunity. So t- how, how do you, uh, distinguish yourselves from those kind of folks and, and from, for that matter, from the established CPAs? Um, I think, I think mostly it is being completely transparent from the get go. Mm. Um, for example, you, you will hear ads or receive robocalls or whatever telling you that you, you can qualify in eight minutes and you're going to get $26,000 per employee. Well, I'm here to tell you, you can't qualify in eight minutes. It doesn't happen. Mm. Secondly, our experience in our business is that the average refund is $17,000 per employee. And most of my clients are coming in either side of that line. Okay. Occasionally there's somebody whose circumstance is very different, but most of the time they're just a little either side of 17 K per employee. And, and so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Interrupt. No, that's okay. So, so they're promising more than they can deliver. They're promising enough to get you to pick up the phone or click on their website. Mm. Um, and, and so that's the other thing is that the way I go to market, this is the closest thing talking with you today is the closest thing that I've done to 
that comes even close to any sort of mass marketing approach, if you will. I do business by referral and I do business by networking. I work face to face with clients. I would really rather not do this over the phone Mm -hmm. uh, because I think it establishes a relationship that's going to be important going forward. If there is a challenge with the claim, they know they can count on me to get it resolved for them or get them an explanation as to why it happened the way it did. Mm -hmm. So that to me is a, it's a huge difference than eight minutes, $26,000 per employee, you know, just, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Um, so they're leading with promises that either they don't keep or they they may stretch the yeah I, the, I, the filing a little bit. I, I mean, think, because that's where the danger zone is, right? I think that's where the danger zone is because if you don't spend the time, if you if you're not thorough in your qualification process. At the very least, you're teeing your client up for disappointment. Um, and to me, that's important. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's important to these other guys or not, but it is important to me. Well, I mean, if there, are, if there really are a pop-up shop, then by definition, it's not important, right? Correct. <laughs> because exactly. they're going to come and go. Exactly right. They're that's going to be gone by the time you get audited yeah. several years later, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, are there IRS warnings out about this? Yes. Say more about that. Um, the IRS that warning. says something right there, right? The fact that the IRS, oh yeah, has taken the time to warn. They they have. Yeah. So say and, more. And so what the the IRS warns against their their warning is kind of general about doing businesses doing business with fly by night, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, companies and the, just warning business owners that there are unscrupulous players in the marketplace and don't get duped because. Part of, the, part of the filing is that you are, just like you are on your personal income taxes, you're acknowledging that everything you say is true, all right? Um, I'm not sure that that gets stressed as much with, mm. some, with some businesses, okay? Right. And, and for me, you know, my, my position is let's make sure you understand the question fully, and based on what your understanding is, let's answer the question, but don't fudge. Don't guess, Mm-hmm. Um, let's be straight up about it because at the end of the day, you're going to, you're going to be more satisfied with, with the result and it's not going to create a problem for you downstream. Right. Right. Um, so you said the number is per, per employee. The average is about 17,000, About 17,000. Yeah. Okay. And how do you come up with that number? Is that just your experience over the clients that you've worked on? To date, or how does that? It's actually it's actually the number comes from Links, which is the back office uh, platform that I use, Mm -hmm. and that is roughly fifty thousand claims um, all across the United States. Got it. And so the average there has been about seventeen k. And from an organizational standpoint, um, the average has been about two hundred and twenty five k. So because when you take into account full time versus part time and and things like that. but it's 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 really interesting. It's it's and and I think customers, excuse me, clients. I forget to use the word. Mm-hmm. Clients become more engaged as they start to understand how the process works and why certain questions are being asked the way they are. Uh, they they tend to start feeling 
like this is this is really important now mm-hmm. you know it's it's i call it found money but i didn't call it easy money ah that's a distinct difference yeah definitely yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so what how much longer is this credit going to be available because we're 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 now three plus years past when the pandemic started mm-hmm. so what what's is there a time limit or there is yeah Yeah, there really there really is the expiration date for erc itself at the top level is april of 2025 Mm. now what will happen is that as i mentioned earlier we have three quarters in 2020 Mm -hmm. that are eligible and three in 2021 Mm. when we get to april of next year in 2024 the 2020 quarters will fall off the eligibility list. So the opportunity uh, will be less, and the the refunds will be less Mm. because there are only three quarters available to calculate from. Um, But when we get to April of 2025, ERC is over. It goes away. It goes away. So it's really important to get this done uh, this year. Absolutely. Okay. Um, To to be able to make sure you – uh, are are qualified for what the all periods of time correct yeah and you may not the some businesses don't qualify for each quarter all six quarters some might only qualify for four mm-hmm. and their refund will be based on the quarters that they qualify for right gotcha mark campbell folks he's a registered agent with links erc specialist so how much does the i mean let's get to the real <laughs> <laughs> Tough question. What are your? How much does this cost? Okay, um, from an industry standpoint, there's a fairly broad range. Um, I charge a, um, I charge a fifteen percent commission. Okay, after the client receives their refund, got it. Once they get their refund, then they get billed for the fee. Okay. Um, some organizations require a, <clears throat> excuse me, a. Uh, deposit of up to like $2,500. I've heard of some even higher than that just to get the work started. Mm. Uh, they'll, you know, it'll, it'll get netted, but yeah. the point is that they're asking for money up front and I, I just don't do that. Gotcha. Um, so, but 15% is 15% is our standard fee. Okay. Okay. So, um, what, I guess, what, what, what are the big things that, um, besides just picking up the phone and getting in touch with you to learn more um, and learn the details that apply to their specific business. Um, what what are kind of some of the uh, particular issues that you think business owners are ignoring, ignoring here that they really need to pay attention to uh, beyond just the fact that the program, <laughs> that the program exists, which you've already covered, but what are the, what are the, I guess the potholes in all this? I think the potholes, uh, frankly, are uh, a little bit of fear and uncertainty. Mm. I think people tend to avoid doing things that that somehow follow out to taxes or follow out to IRS. I think right. I think that is one of the things that, that maybe keeps business owners from moving this up the priority list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I, what I try to explain is that assuming that your payroll taxes have been properly filed to date – and that the information you provide is accurate. There is there is no reason to not to avoid doing this or to or to delay 
It just, it just doesn't make sense. Go ahead and do it. And like I said, occasionally you'll see somebody come in with a refund that's slightly lower than what they expected. Mm-hmm. It's still a cash infusion to their business because it is not taxable. Okay. Now there's the magic words, not taxable. Yep. Why, why is it not taxable? It's because it, because just like your IRS check uh, is not from your refund is, is not taxable income. Mm-hmm. Neither is this because again, it is a, a refund coming to you from the treasury. Got it. Okay. Terrific. Well, Mark, this has been uh, very informative. I'm sure a lot of business owners are going to take this information, internalize it and think I need to get in touch with Mark. So let's, let's give them, (laughs) let's give them uh, directions on how they can do that. Uh, let me give them the simple pr- approach. Yeah, sure. The, my URL is way too long to try to give you over this. Okay. My telephone number, and this is a number direct to me, is 678-439-1608. And my email address is ercmarkacampbell at gmail.com. Um, once we make a connection through either of those, I can get you to the point where you can, A, watch a short video that really provides some solid information about ERC in general. Mm -hmm. And also the site contains a frequently asked questions piece uh, that I think clarifies a lot of things for customers, answers questions, and clears up any confusion. And then we go from there. Terrific. Uh, Mark Campbell. Mark is a registered agent with Lynx ERC specialist. Mark, thank you so much for coming in sharing your great work with us. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. Hey, folks, just a quick uh, thought for you. If you are drowning in your back office with administrative tasks that are overwhelming you, you've got uh, your bookkeeping consists of a big box with a bunch of receipts in it. <laughs> um, I got news for you. Mark's going to need more than that to help you out with the ERC, right, Mark? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need to get those financials shaped up, um, here's an idea. Get in touch with SES Cabido over at Office Angels. She has a whole team of angels that work on not just administrative tasks or bookkeeping, but they do marketing, they do presentations, plan workshops, speaking engagements, and more. Uh, she's got quite a talented team and I know this myself because I use their services and they are fantastic. So give SC a call at 770-442-9246 and explain what your issues are and she'll be able to help you. And, uh, or, or if you're shy, go to officeangels.us, but I just encourage you to call SC and let her know that we sent you. And I think you'll be glad you did. Uh, And folks, just a couple more things before we let you go for this edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I have a book coming out later this year. It's called, in 2023, it's called The Price and Value Journey, Raising Your Confidence, Your Value, and Your Prices Using the Generosity Mindset Method. If you're uh, tired of uh, the pricing that you're getting for your services, it'll be something you're interested in. And if you want more information, you want to get updated on the book itself, go to pricevaluejourney.com to learn more, sign up for updates, and uh, to get a link to the podcast of the same name. And a thank you to you, our listeners. You have uh, celebrated, uh, helped us celebrate our our, uh, guest over the years. You've done that by sharing the show by supporting the show on social media. And we just ask that you continue to do that. And we thank you for doing that because we're here to celebrate 
the great work of business leaders in our community and give them a, a platform that otherwise they would not have to be able to share their work and uh, how they're helping folks out there. So please help us continue to be the voice of business in the North Fulton region and beyond as you have in the past. We appreciate you. Thank you. So for my guest, Mark Campbell, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.